Just remember, I love you, my keeper. You picked us from the mind of clay. I love you, I keeper. My everything, you're my wonder. My love and I keep. My everything, you're my wonder. Everything you're my wonder, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God, oh, my Father, yes, hallowed be. Everything you're my wonder. 
Sekete Belina Handorie Kabahatia Jivele Bedia Zegede Bretunanda Brakati Behedi Olava Katible Ulunde Prekinende Zigadabo Hodinan Zavadi de Beleketi Kwatabaha Eisha Tavanikata Vrekete Brosketi Barata Father, we worship you tonight. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. We welcome you in this room. You are the unseen one who orders everything in the seen realm. In the Yoruba tongue, they call you Obataori Aderishowoyi. The God who we don't see, but the effects of your acts are unmissable. And as the songwriter goes on to say, Oshubarereo, you are worthy. In fact, it means you deserve worth worship is your birthright we come to you tonight knowing that no other being holds a higher seat in the organogram of the justice system of the spirit no one else compares to you no one else compares to you no one else compares to you so my eyes are on you be magnified be thou glorified be thou lifted high holy god to whom all praise is due Rekuria Raman Sabrakate Jebrekwata 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 Marian Tuzgade Rekete Braduria Katabahadi Maroko Bai Katabaha La Ruba Tikede 
la rubai katamunza bradea rekete brakaturia kata mantwaria 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 ekitibaliata ekitibaliata ekitibaliatele reteleila reteleila rutananturie keteba mratoila huruante keteba Rakati brokotebei Zambra kotodi Zambra kotodi barabahadi Zebrakete Zebrakete Ilakaria rabahade Mantarabari kete de 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 boroko shadarabaha Rekanina, we come to you tonight knowing that we have nowhere else to go. Nowhere else to go. Our eyes are on you. You are the strength of our lives. You are our portion forever. Rubai katia mentele kati raboria kata rakate brakatite retondiriatai rukaila brokoza brakatetete rekunianta bahadi reburie ketai rakusabra rekete branduja nanadundieke reketurunda babatiekete rakata baria toria nahadia Zebereketi ilabro e katila labradi jebrekete nanzavrado rokababa buriekete zibaraba buriekete rakunantaba rakate belia beliata 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 mantoriakai elekarundia jarabara kuriyetehi Mantere kereboria taila Rodaila 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 burukushana ramahadia Rabara kondere bebeti Ratumbra kai Rabaila urunaha Aruna katibara katai Ratumaraila urunide Urukuria bababu zabra Aikatai 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 Aikatorende ikataba Rokoto baba babohi, rekete brenedi, ratuna masate, raboria katai, atoma, ettetetia, latatata, eko kwata, reketetete bo, eketi bonana naila, elatia, atototo, ettetetia.
yes lord natatatia rakatata yes lord lanananananya We arrange our reality tonight under your dominion. We surrender to your will. We surrender to your design. We align ourselves. We align ourselves. Lakotobo with your will Lakoto Pepea we surrender to your plan tonight Spirit of the Living God every aspect of our lives our souls our desires our priorities that are out of sync with your agenda we return to your governance tonight we yield to you we yield to you we present ourselves as a people as a house as a tribe in the spirit we turn from our wicked ways we turn from our selfish ways we turn from our rebellious directions and we we surrender we say yes we come back to the path that you have hewn for us in every way in every family every home every life every destiny individually and corporately let the blood speak mercy mercy let the blood speak tonight on our behalf let it speak tonight speak by your blood tonight have mercy father in any way we have charted our own course we return tonight to the wind of your spirit blow the boats in your direction every spirit of Jonah that has set sail for Tarshish we turn around tonight and we move in the direction of Nineveh, Latobo, Etetetetti, Atto, Atetetebea, Okototo, Iketebea, Atai, Atai, Etona, Lelelekati, Mercy, Mercy, we plead for your mercy, Lord. Let mercy speak. Let to 
every life, every destiny, every ministry, every church, every congregation, every family, every nation, every city represented by this family of faith. Hear from heaven, heal our land, hear from heaven, heal our homes, hear from heaven, heal our lives. Lakota Pepe Zator Zator. Let incense rise tonight in the unseen realm. Let incense rise tonight. Let cry of your people come up to heaven and find acceptance Lanontia Ekete Balita Atoa look in our direction Yeshua look in our direction look in our direction let mercy prevail let mercy prevail let mercy prevail Rakatetei we affirm that we are your people we affirm that we are your people and the sheep of your pasture we belong to you we belong to you ah do not be ashamed to be called our god let your akuma sikataba father let your reputation father permit your reputation to be tied to us in this season would you dignify us be mindful of us by acknowledging in the realm of the spirit that we are your people stretch your scepter in our direction allow your name to be judged by your dealings with us in this season as a house allow your name to be judged by us your credibility to us not because we are worthy but because you are worthy not because we are perfect but because you are perfect love not because we deserve it but because you paid for it defend the integrity of your counsel concerning us defend the integrity of your counsel and your word and your agenda for us Iladuria Kaba Iladuria Kababia Yes Lord 
Yes, Lord. Ilamuriye ke jababuriye na ikatahi. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ikatabu. Ikura katibi. Hallelujah. Father, tonight we bring you the word of the Lord. We bring you back your word. From the book of Acts, chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 from verse 29 we come as our forebearers the apostles once did and we repeat their cry word for word word for word and being let go verse 23 they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them and when they heard that they lifted up their voice with one accord and said lord thou art god which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them wherever you are tonight would you lift up your voice and remind the lord that he he is God he is the Elohim that has made heaven earth and sea and all that is within open your mouth and pray we acknowledge your divinity tonight in this season we acknowledge that you alone are the Alewilashe you alone are the final Arbiter, you alone sit supreme among the gods who is like you among the gods who is like you who compares to Yahweh who is in your class who can stand before the Lord no one else compares no one compares no other authority no other throne no other dominion so when we come to you we come to the one who has jurisdiction 
in every dimension of existence. We come to the one who is peerless, who is mateless, to whom none compares. Latumai, we come to the one whose very words brought creation into alignment. Lanukatipa, we come to the one who sits enthroned above every flood. Who sits enthroned above every flood. The one who is mighty. Aikata. <laughs> the one who is mighty. Oloru Agbayeo. You are mighty. We declare that you are mighty. Verse 25 says that you said by the mouth of your servant David, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? This is from the book of Acts of Psalms chapter 2. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his Christ the disciples raised this prayer when the body of Christ was under attack why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing the word vain there means two things one something that will not succeed but something of vanity the the will of an idolatrous spirit the counsel of a demonic elohim this is how satan's plans find expression human beings begin to rage and their imaginations are inspired by the counsel of demonic beings a spirit cooks up a plot and finds a human heart in which to hatch it and sometimes that heart is the heart of the very person against whom it is planned as fear and anxiety tonight we're going to say lord we come against every raging of the heathen and every vain imagination against your people open your mouth and pray in my home as a father as a husband as a priest i take my place tonight as a shepherd over the body of Christ, as an apostle in the church of the Lord Jesus, as a statesman in my community,
la numericati and as a set man over this house of god i take my seat of authority and i rebuke every heathen rage i rebuke every vain imagination against the jurisdictions you have set me over i pull them down I break them I break them I break their works in the court of the spirit I break the workings the devices the machinations of demonic minds against my life against my wife against my sons against my sons and daughters in the spirit against this house against my communities against my cities against my nations i open fire i consume i destroy i destroy I destroy, I destroy, I disintegrate, I scatter, I scatter in the realm of the spirit. I breathe destruction, I breathe destruction over every vain imagination erected against me and anything and anyone under my jurisdiction or within my circle of concern Jivra bababi kusneheti. Verse 26 says that the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. against the Lord and against his Christ tonight we're going to pray against every demonic conspiracy <laughs> men suffer when decisions are made above their heads that they have no say in but we are not mere men we are kedushim we are saints we are members of the council of heaven we have a vote we have a say come on open your mouth god every demonic conspiracy over our heads every demonic conspiracy
that was spoken agreed echo 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 we break we break we break we silence every demonic conspiracy we counteract in the realm of the spirit every demonic conspiracy we command to be broken we command to be broken ah, we command to be broken hear me hear me hear me hear me somebody somebody needs to hear this in the days of esther a decision was taken that on a certain day every jew every jew in the entire 127 provinces of ahasuerus 127 the bible says it stretched from modern day africa to the far east and to the borders of europe a decision was taken tony on one day and it was set for a future date they would have woken up maria katiba they would have woken up in the month of adar and the bible says haman and his people they checked what date does this kind of destruction what time of the year is best for it it wasn't random they made the inquiries and they planned a future calamity who am i talking to and if mordecai had not intercepted that intelligence the jews would have lived their life normally their enemies would have been smiling at them the day before and then in the morning of that day the man you said good night to last night on your street your neighbor who waved at you good night would have picked up a cutlass and come to your house and killed you and your family calamity is never instantaneous in the spirit or hardly ever i should say men simply lack the insight to intercept demonic conspiracies david said in the book of psalms destroy their conspiracy divide their tongues somebody open your mouth tonight and say god every conspiracy of darkness every agenda of hell against me my family against this house against the cities and nations we are assigned to we intercept tonight we scatter we pass counter legislation like esther and mordecai did we license counter legislation in the realm of the spirit we say it will not stand we say it will not see the light of day their plans 
will not prosper. Their agenda will not find expression. God, we put on our senatorial robes in Zion. We come to parliament and we pass opposing legislation. We strike down every satanic bill led to mania. It will not become law. It will not be licensed. It will not be permitted. Aliba Latina, Eluria Kai, Eshamin Turikai, every voice in the spirit, every throne in the spirit, every dominion in the spirit, currently attempting to license calamity against us, to license shame against us to license destruction be broken be broken be broken be broken tonight we declare be broken let what be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Zebeleketi Laruna Namahati Gede Bahuriata Tahila Zeblenen Torika Babaila Zigelebelunda Rabahazi Ietunala Ayate Iliato Maracatibe Shalabadiakata Malieto Malie Kuran de Brahati Garibahadi Ishanamadiake Aliakubadia. Yes, Lord. The disciples went on to say in verse 29. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. Let's open our mouth and say, Father, 
behold the threats of Hades. Open your mouth. Against your servants and your anointed. Behold the threats. Behold the intimidation campaign of hell. Observe the pernicious, wicked tactics of hell. And respond accordingly. Open your mouth and pray. Behold, Lord, and respond accordingly. Zika pandosh kapandi ilibrakatondu shadai. Mandos kapali brakapapandos katai. Zedaba librokotande shadai librakata. Makapapando rakatai librados. Mande yadaba shatande kilibrakata. Makapapai librakatotondo shande ilabrakata. Jakapando sekete librokota. Mande Librakapando Shadai Ilabrokotondo Shande Dibu Mande Ka Librakotonde Shakatai Zeda Basko Pai Librokota Zepopondo Shaketai Rande Ketete Libra Ikapa Makapando Ra Ikapa Librokoto Jacande Labra Akapapando Seketa Mande Sibroko Pai Librakata Jacai Librakatai Librakatai Kapai, Mando Boboske Pai Lebrokoto, Jande Keli Brokopando Yadabarabasha, Makapapai Lebrokoto, Jande Ketete de Brokota, Yadabarabakata Barokota, Mandes Popoi Lebrakata, Ilabraka Papandos Kapande Shadai, Rande Ikai, 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 Matapakandos Kabai, Mando Salebrakata, Makapapapa Lebrokoto, Tonight, oh Lord, Rekandosh Kappa, we have to come and we have come to prosecute. You have come to prosecute. We have come to prosecute an assignment, oh Lord. Manda Shakadaba Sela Brakata, Makabandos Koto, Ala Brakata. We have to come to engage, oh Lord. Mande Sala Brakata, we have come, Rekata, according to the volume of the book that is written about us. Lebash Kapai Lebrakata, Ilabashande, for this is why you commissioned us, oh God. Radabash Kapande Ilababa, Mande Ketai Labash. Shakata, Alaba, let it not be said, oh God, Rabakata, Ila, regarding prayer culture, my people lack for. Lack of perish for lack of knowledge. Liba kamandoshkata radabashketande ikababa rokomande shadai radababa babande ketete labra ikapa rande kabala bashande rebo mande kebaba baba robo shata. We are pressing in, oh God. Rande ikabaska palabro. We are pressing in. We pressing deeper. Rade baba deep calls unto deeper. Iron sharpens iron. Oh. 
only God can move God. Labrada baska pande shadai, mande kela babashkata, rakapa pando shede de libro, makapai le bobosa, rande kele braba babando se lebrada bashkatai, makai le brakoposka pai lebra, ize brodoska, mande kabande shande kete, rande kila babasha pando sototora, makapai le brokotondo sha, ah, this faction of your remnant, oh God is ready and willing. Mande kabala baba, we are ready and willing to do your will. Abaka basko tobrada, raka papa lebrokoto, lebrakata papando shadai, ilaba shande de de, le chronos align with Kairos, oh God. Laba shande de de bokoto, ah, lebra ika papa, you have taken us through various consecration journeys. Mande labashka papa, ilabrakata, it is our moed we've had our set times our appointed times oh god laba rekabashka pande hita radababa bande ketete you have sold into us labraka pandoshko now we are pouring back out lebra ikapapando shaika mande kedababa we are pouring out oh god we sacrifice our lives oh god we said aba lebra akatando shadai we place ourselves on the altar mande let our praise uh, let our praise be like a drink offering news our lips oh God this evening to war in the spirit use our tongues for battle and our lips for war use our tongues like the pen of a ready writer Rabande ke lebra katamalobosha. We have come to search out leba shanda daba. We have come to search out the glory lebra kita leba shada. Only you can conceal, O God. Lebra kapapa mande ke teteila mande ke tete. We thank you for the access, O Lord. Rakapando shadai leba ba. We thank you for the access behind the veil mande kabalo brotos katai lebra ikai mande ke we thank you God as we come behind the veil spirit of wisdom spirit of truth will you align us will you align us this evening Touch and visit each and every one of us. Oh God, the psalmist said, What is man? Lebra akapando shadadaba. That you consider him. And what is man? Oh Shababa, the son of man, that you visit him. Visit us today, oh God. Mandek ilabrokoto, irrespective of where we are. We know, oh God, that you are not limited to time or space or matter. Radababa, you are omnipresent. Leba kabai lebrokoto. Whether we be in London, Aba Shande. Edinburgh, Katona, Yadab Kaduna, Radabad, Nigeria, Makabara, visit us, oh God, wherever we be on this planet. Le We welcome you, Spirit of the Living God. Le as the only legal entity you created to be valid on this earth. We say, Mandosh Kapa, come and visit us. Come and have your way, oh Lord. Yadabash Kapai Lebroto, Mande Kabai Laba Baba Sketapa Ando Shadai, Zada Baba. 
Rande ketete lebro, mande kilo broko pai lebro koto, jaka baba bando sederebe, mande yadai shakata lebro koto, zekete lebro, makapando shadai lebra ikapai, mando skopala brakata. Are ready, O God, for you to cattle and burn us? We are ready for you, God, to apprehend us. Makabala brakata, mande kete we've weighed up. Ah, we've weighed up the, the, the pros and the cons. We know, oh God, that everything is futile. We know, oh God, everything is vanity. Mande kadaba shandelebo. Rata papapale brakata. Mande kete. We do not take the decision lightly, oh God. Mande selabashkatai. We do not take these decisions lightly. Makade boshkatale brakata. We say, so our life, oh God. Help us waste our life on you, oh Lord. Yedaba shandelebo. It's a big call. Le bakabala, we do not take it lightly. Mande kadaba salabrakata. There is more. There is more. Radabash kapande ketete. Help us to achieve and push further. Push harder. Baba strike the fallow ground. Le bashande ketete. Mando salabrakata. Yeda bababash kapai le brokota. Yeda bando katande shigaladababashkata. In Jesus' name. Father, tonight we declare that as we have spoken in your ears by your grace and filtered through your will, let it be done unto us. As we have spoken in your ears, and according to your will. Let it be done. Let your kingdom come and your will, your kingdom come and your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, we pray. Welcome everybody to night 15. Get your Bibles, we will go straight to the word of the Lord. Um, if you came in at seven and you wondered what was going on, we announced last night that from now until the end of this journey, we will be starting at 6.30, unless God gives a contrary instruction, but for the foreseeable future till the end, we will be starting at 6.30 UK time, as opposed to the normal seven, with half an hour of prayer. Um, and not just any prayer, not a pre-service prayer, not a prayer about the rest of the service, but what we call emergency prayer. I came here yesterday and I told you that I was coming in the same vein as a wartime president would come to announce uh, an escalation in the state of emergency of the spirit. And I specifically said that I had an encounter with the Lord yesterday morning that filled me with grave concern for one, the world as a whole. 
and God's will for his people around the planet. Specifically, number two, remember I told you two nations, the United Kingdom and Nigeria. Number three, our house, kingdom culture, and the various ministries that connect to us. And of course, I alluded at the end of my sermon, number four was for me personally, but I have learned over the years of ministry that when God shows me a warning for me that would seem to be for me as a person, I can usually almost assume that it is a prophetic statement, not just for me, but for everyone connected to me spiritually. And I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, Tony, when I spoke about the fact that, was it, was it, it is written, I can't remember where it was, or prayer meet, one of the prayer meetings, that what we're seeing in the earth today is the thrashing around of a beast that's been wounded in the heavens. When, when did I say that? Yesterday, okay. Well, the news we woke up to this morning, uh, I hope gives you some insight into what I'm talking about. The fact that we have now lost our second prime minister in the United Kingdom uh, in six weeks, or thereabouts, 45 days. Um, I saw the spirit of Britannia. This was last week. Wounded. And then the scripture came to me that the Lord spoke about Satan that he's coming. I think I mentioned that yesterday, didn't I? That he's coming with, was it yesterday I said that? With great wrath because he knows his time is short. Okay. Saints, pray. <laughs> this is not a drill. This is about more than the cost of living crisis. It's just sad that it seems to take the pockets being hit for the church to smell that there is trouble in the spirit. This is more than inflation. These are simply physical manifestations, ripple effects of a wounded beast that has become very dangerous in its behavior in the realm of the spirit. If you are a praying person, now would be a good time to pull out your prayer mat. Tell you, say, pull out your prayer mat. Say, pull out your prayer mat. Now would be a good time to pull out your prayer mat. There are conspiracies in the heavens on multiple levels, including against specific ministries and individuals. And I saw the counsel of Satan concerning our house, kingdom culture. But like Mordecai and Esther, we will counter-legislate every night for the next 25 nights. 6.30, for at least half an hour, we will pray in the spirit. We will pull down satanic conspiracies. Also, like I announced yesterday, I just need to clear this with my parliament, with my, with my cabinet, sorry, uh, our leaders here at Kingdom Culture. But over the next couple of weeks, we need to figure out a seven-day consecutive prayer journey where we will gather every night at 11 p.m. UK time and pray for at least 90 minutes. It's not compulsory. But like I said yesterday, Ezekiel warns that when a watchman receives a warning from the Lord and he does not cry, the results mean that there are blood or there is blood on his hands. 
When that watchman then cries, the blood, if there is any blood shifts from his hands to those of the people who were warned. Let it be on record that this watchman warned. Amen? Let it be on record that this shepherd screamed, that this prophet cried. And may we say, thank God we listened, as opposed to, I wish we listened. Let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. So um, because of time, because I really want to get us out within 90 minutes tonight. So uh, I'm working to get us out by 8.30 tonight. And so I'm going to go straight. Uh, I am not going to bother recapping the last few days, the last two weeks. I believe the video playlist is in this uh, is in the description of this video. If it's not, my amazing media team, led by Minister Chrissy, who again is with us virtually, will make sure it's there. Please put your hands together for my media team. They are better than the best. Also, all protocol and announcements duly observed, but a few just to go over real quick. If you haven't registered for the Kingdom Culture Summit, please do so now. It starts on the 15th of November, literally the day after this 40-day journey ends. You can go to summit.kculture.org. That's the summit website and register immediately. While you're there, it'll be amazing if you would let the Lord speak to you as to whether to partner with us financially. Uh, that would be amazing. And if you have time uh, to volunteer that week to serve in any capacity, there is a Google Forms link in this video description right now. Please click on it and fill it so we know that you are able and willing to be of service. God will bless you amazingly. Finally, this Saturday, the ladies uh, of Kingdom Culture, captivating their called, are having another elephant in the room talk. So where they talk about things people really don't want to talk about. And this week, and the theme is eating from the cookie jar outside marriage. I see, I cannot endorse this anymore. Please make sure you are part of this conversation. And to allow this conversation happen, hear me by the spirit, to allow this conversation happen, there will be no official it is written this Saturday night. So this Saturday night, you won't see me, amen, on YouTube. You'll have to join up with the ladies on Instagram at Captivating KCM. Or let's look at that again. At, is it KCM Captivating? So at Captivating KCM. Now, we're going to see if we can figure out a way to at least send an audio stream from Instagram Live to YouTube for those of you who are not here tonight to know how to get there. But the main conversation will be happening on Instagram. Now, we will, hear me by the Spirit, we will pray for half an hour on Saturday night, leading up maybe 25 minutes. We'll end five minutes before 7 so the ladies can take over at 7. But this prayer... This prayer uh, campaign is too important to suspend for a day. So just know that that will be happening as well. Alrighty, let's get to the word of the Lord tonight. And of course, for those of you who are asking how to give, uh, the details are on your screen right now. Also, it bears reminding that if you are a current or intending partner of Kingdom Culture, if you give financially regularly, if you're part of a Kingdom Culture church and you are tither, and a regular offering giver, we count you as a partner. If you are not a member of a Kingdom Culture Church, but you regularly, financially uh, uh, partner with us, you give on a regular basis, please send an email right now to, if you haven't already, to kingdombuilders at kculture.org. Why? God has instructed me and us, like Paul with the Philippians, to ensure that we intentionally 
collaborate with heaven for your financial and otherwise destiny fulfillment. It is unconscionable that you put your hard-earned money in the soil of any spiritual establishment and do not see a practical return in life, purpose, destiny, and also in finances. The Bible says if you receive spiritually, you should minister back in finances. But the same Bible instructs those of us who receive those finances to play the role of priests and altar keepers to ensure that there is benefit for your purpose, life, and destiny. And so we are putting together a structured, systematic, and proactive approach including uh, teaching you how to maximize the covenant of your giving. We don't want you to just give. We want you to see the hand of God in spectacular ways in every aspect and area of your life. Um, so please make sure that you do that so we can uh, send us an email so we know who you are, so we can add you to that platform when this begins to roll out. Auto. Alrighty, so let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. Now, tonight is another one of those nights where we're taking a quantum leap. So, uh, we talked about the flesh yesterday. There is so much more we could do about the flesh, but the leading of the Spirit is to leave that with you now for your homework so you can unravel it yourself and take another jump in this journey. And tonight we are talking about the unseen world. Somebody say the unseen world. And by the way, it had nothing to do with your link today. <laughs> so that was a confirmation. Yeah, that was a, that was a. Well, I I watched the first minute of it, and um, I've been reading Dr. Heisler now for a few years. Like I said, he's one of the scholars I found who made me realize I wasn't crazy. It's good to see that when God speaks once, we hear twice. That power belongs to Him. Say that again. Maybe we should get him for next year summit. We will see. Now, I'm having some technology issues today, so I don't know how much longer I will be able um, to share my screen. But let me see if I can run through this quickly before this dies. So two scriptures, first of all. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Chrissy, I might need your help um, if my screen decides to die on me. So um, if you can get ready to go with the blue letter Bible.org on your end, that'd be great. Romans chapter 1, verse 20 is the first scripture we will look at. After Romans chapter 1, we will move on to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. So, Chrissy, again, in case this goes off, just get them ready. The first is Romans chapter 1, verse 20. The second is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And the third is Hebrews. One second. One quick second. Just want to get this up real quick because I think I might lose the screen in a second. 
And the third, yes, will be Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 3. So Romans 1.20, 2 Corinthians 4.18, and Hebrews 11.3. Let's go. So Chrissy, once you lose my screen, you just jump into action if that happens. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, and for the sake of context, let's start from verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood. Someone say understood. Remember, there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty does what? Gives him understanding next week when we start to look at faith or the week after we will see that faith is a substance of things hoped for again the under substanding stance that word understanding is critical to understanding how man must interact with the unseen world for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen how being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and godhead so that they are without excuse i want to repeat paul is saying here in romans 1 that there are things that are invisible that are from the creation of the world are you hearing me somebody these things are older than any human being alive but they can be understood in essence the way they are seen is not with the human eye because they are invisible but they are understood by things that are made, framed. If I link this with Genesis 1, it would say, the invisible things that were barred can be understood by the things that are yatsad. In essence, everything that is yatsad, meaning everything that is physically crafted in the seen world is literally either the replica or the image the clue the tip of the iceberg into something that cannot be seen that was barad and even god's power and dominion follows this rule are you with me, somebody? Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Let's see if we can do this before I lose my screen. Second Corinthians chapter 4. We want verse 16, 17, something like that. Come on now. All right. For our light affliction, Second Corinthians 4, 17 which is but for a moment, is working for us. 
a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So, the things happening to us in the seen world that we see as affliction are working for us to create something that is more exceeding and eternal. A weight of glory. Verse 18. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The things which are seen are temporal. Meaning, subject to change. It would seem like the occupant of number 10 Downing Street nowadays. You know, I saw somebody wicked on Twitter put a picture of 10 Downing Street with an Airbnb sign and said, available for short stays. But you see that even the controlling room of a nation is temporal. The man or woman who sits on the seat that you can see is temporal. Temporal here means two things. One, it means it doesn't last forever, subject to change. But secondly, it means it's not as important. It's not bound, binding. But the things that are not seen, these things are eternal. It means those ones don't change so easily. Okay, one more scripture. Hebrews 11. Are you with me, everybody, so far? Stay with me tonight. Share this, but share this, share this link right now with somebody who needs to see, who needs to watch or listen to this. This might be the answer to somebody's issues. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, the evidence. Listen now, okay. I wasn't going to go to verse one, but look, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Comma, it's the evidence of things not seen. Do you now understand what faith is based on the other two verses? It doesn't mean it's the evidence of something you're hoping for in your mind. It means it's the evidence that something exists that you simply cannot see with the eyes. Faith is the evidence of an unseen reality. By it, the elders obtained a good report. Listen, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god the seasons of time ions listen now so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear so ladies and gentlemen what have we established so far well first of all from Romans chapter 1, Chrissy, can you help me out? I think you're going to help, help me out now. Romans chapter 1, my screen's about to go. Romans 1, 20, let's go back there real quick. It says, The things which are seen simply help you to understand. In essence, for a believer or for a, any human being, including a non-believer, including a witch doctor, for a believer who understands 
the concept that Elohims are spirits. God is a spirit. Shongo is a spirit. In essence, they are beings that you can't see. That believer with the correct spirit or spiritual worldview knows that when you point to this bottle is not just a bottle I can drink from. That's a lesser function, but it actually exists as a clue to help you understand an invisible reality. So point one means anything you need to understand about the unseen world, your entry point will be a metaphor in the seen world. For instance, when God says, when God represents uh, re himself as a father, God is way more than your biological daddy. But your biological daddy and your relationship with daddy is the closest human metaphor. In essence, that's something you can see that is designed to help you understand something that you can't see. Are you with me, somebody? It is putting it in language you can understand. In essence, as you grow in your understanding of life, as you become older and wiser and more intellectually astute as to the affairs of the real world, if you are a person with a correct spiritual worldview, you should be asking yourself, what does this have to teach me about an unseen reality? Number one. Number two, Chrissy, let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I'm going to try and take my time tonight because somebody needs to get this now. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. And the Bible says that in your understanding the relationship between these two worlds, don't forget that the seen things are what? Temporal. In essence, they have far less authority. Far less supremacy and far lower jurisdiction than the unseen things. I'm looking for my stylus now. Than the unseen things. In essence, if there is ever a conflict between something from the seen world and something from the unseen world, there will only ever be one winner. Are you hearing me, somebody? Let me repeat. If there is ever a contention between a principle 
or a member of the seen world, that one, yes, and a principal and a member of the unseen world, there will only ever be one winner. I, does, does, does that... Did, did, Mm -hmm. slow down Israel slow down slow down slow down I just just can, can you take that and 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 rewind it several times in your spirit till it sizzles if there is a clash Tony between a thing or a member something that functions from the scene world if it comes into conflict or disagreement, if there is a clash of ideas, principles, powers, jurisdictions, realities, if one, mem if one party to that clash is from the seen world and the other party is from the unseen world, there will only ever be one winner. Now that should scare you, Tony. That things and entities and principles that you cannot see with your eyes, that you cannot see, and, and if you look at the word seen there, it actually isn't just talking about the eyes. I've lost my screen, so I can't show you, but it's talking about the human perception. Let, excuse me, let me explain. It's really saying, when it talks about the seen world, it means something that emanates in the realm that the soul can comprehend. Someone say the soul. Someone say the soul. If it can be comprehended by your soul, if it can be understood by your soul, in essence, if you can see it, understand it, feel it purely within the human intellect. It is at a decided disadvantage to certain things that can only, listen to me, Tony, that can only be seen, understood, and comprehended from a realm that your soul alone or your flesh, which is the soul under or outside the government of heaven, is unqualified to process. I repeat, if you have any sense, that should terrify you. If you have any wisdom, that should what? Terrify you. That something has authority over you that you can't process simply with your human mind. It isn't walking around in the 3D world. You can't wrap your puny brain around it on its own. 
but yet the Bible says it is eternal, meaning it is capable of outlasting any fix, any principle, any power, and any authority system that emanates from something you can see and control with your physical eyes. And finally, Chrissy, give me Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Because this is the coup de grace. This here is the one that just finished me the day I saw this. And when I saw this for the first time, Tony, I wept because I thought, why didn't somebody show me this earlier? That the things that are seen, Tony, meaning the ones that are inferior, the ones that in a battle would lose to the unseen things, even those things themselves are only compromised or only they only exist by permission and by agency of things you cannot see. Even those temporal things, Tony, right? Don't exist. In essence, you can't create them from the temporal realm. Let me give you an. Let me give an. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me, let me uh, Christy, Christy, come look at me. Look at me. Let me. Let me give an example. So, would you agree with me that money is a is a thing from the seen realm? There's no money in heaven. Money is almost completely a product of the seen realm. Finance, the pound note or pound coin in your pocket is from the realm that is seen, correct? Okay. Now, please understand that poverty and wealth are not from the seen realm. Every time you see the concept of poverty or wealth in scripture, Seven, eight, nine times out of ten, it is directly tied to a spiritual reality. You don't believe me. The Bible says that we should bless the Lord or serve him, quote unquote, for it is he who gives us power to get wealth. The first time we see the Bible referred to a man as wealthy, Abraham, it ties his wealth specifically to the blessing of God. When we see Lucifer presented in, a, in Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, both times the concept of wealth or merchandise or some sort of, 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 of practical assets are assigned to him. In Isaiah chapter 60, when the Bible talks about rise shine the glory of god it goes on to describe the dimension of the glory that is related to finance and wealth are you hearing me somebody poverty and wealth are unseen so tony 
If there is a fight between your bank account and poverty, your bank account will lose every time. I hear me. If there is a fight between your pay slip and poverty, your pay slip will lose every time. That's why many of you, see, I've lived in the United Kingdom now since 2001, I think. Two, one, from one, one. Anyway, either one or two. Either exactly one or two. Tony, hear me. I've seen people who believe the answer to poverty is to do extra shifts. They are still poor today. Again, I, can't, I, I don't have my screen tonight. Maybe, maybe this is good, so I can't slow down. But the Bible says, there is he that, that, that withholds more than is necessary. And it tends to poverty. But there is he that scatters and yet increases. Think about that. One person is frugal and is poor. The other person just gives everywhere. They spend anyhow. And they prosper. See, if, you're, if you lived as long as I do, poverty and wealth don't answer to your bank account or your payslip or your, or your timesheet at work. No. They're spiritual. They're unseen dimensions. Are you with me? Are you, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? The unseen dimensions. However, the Bible says the one you can see, a.k.a. your bank account, According to Hebrews 11, it says that one is not crafted from something you can see. So it's bad enough that if my bank account or my wallet or my pocket fights the force of poverty, it will lose. But also, I can't even create my bank account from something seen. The things that are seen, the Bible says... We're not made from things that appear. Do you guys have any understanding? If you put these three scriptures together, Romans 1.20, 2 Corinthians 4.18, and Hebrews 11.3, that should blow your theology. And it should show you the stupidity of reducing the Christian faith to intellectual discipleship. It should show you how stupid it is that we have raised a generation of believers who have reduced God and walking with God to simple rules and regulations their brain can encompass. And it shows you how stupid it is when somebody brings the cessationist theory to tell you that spiritual activity like tongues, healing, deliverance, and all prophetic and all these other things have passed away. How dumb has the unseen world changed? So why should the tools God gave his people to interact with the unseen world change? In fact, I take that back. The unseen world has changed. It is worse. It is more wicked. It is more evil. It is more powerful. It is more potent. The unseen world of 2022, I dare say, is far worse than the unseen world of the early church. The Bible says, woe unto you, the inhabitants of the earth. For the dragon has come down with great wrath 
because he knows his time is short. That's why the Bible says in the last days, God will have to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Okay, now that I have your attention, that was my introduction. The question then becomes, what is this unseen world? Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to say to you, I understand the way it is used, and I will continue to use it because that's the way we all understand it in our generation. But in the technical sense of the word, Tony, there is no such thing as a spirit realm. Just deep that for a second. I will continue to say spirit realm because when I say spirit realm, the average believer has been conditioned to think about the unseen realm as the, as the spirit realm. But by the technical definition of the word, there is no such thing as a spirit realm. Because it would suggest that there is a realm where spiritual things happen and then there is a different realm where natural things happen and you have to cross from one realm to the other. What you and I call the spirit realm is simply the part of the realm in which we live that is unseen. It is not spirit in that it is reserved for only spirits. It is spirit in that quote and unquote there are things that can only be seen with the eyes of this. In essence, that realm is blocked from interaction to entities that do not engage with a spirit. But it is a very real, in essence, you may not see it. It may not reveal itself to you. But it has more effect on you every second of every day than the things you can see. It's not a separate dimension. It is simply what is occurring on the earth many times, sometimes outside the earth, that humanity, unaided by the eyes of a spirit, cannot observe now listen tony can i be mean to you i'm gonna be very i'm gonna be very, i want to warn you what i'm about to do forgive me in advance do you love me no no no, no i'm not spitting on you i'm not okay okay you guys should leave the young man alone all right he made a mistake leave him alone chrissy see what you've caused all right so tony close your eyes and walk to the stage close your eyes don't open them close them trust me close them, walk in a straight line. No, pause, pause. Keep, now, stay where you are. I'm going to direct you with your eyes closed. Right? Okay. Take six steps forward. Pause for a second before you go any further. Folks, Tony can't see, but you can see. I want to show you something. I apologize in advance. Keep walking, Tony. Eyes closed. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Stop. I want you to turn 90 degrees to your right. 
Shuffle to your, well, actually, that was to your left, but that's fine. Shuffle to your left, one step to the side of your left. Okay. Now, I want you to walk forwards. Keep walking. Don't open your eyes. Turn, sh no, turn a little bit this way. No, this way. Now, keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. What happened? What just happened? You hit something. I apologize for the pain. You can open your eyes now. What did you hit? This table. You hit the pedestal that holds the water and the other amenities of anybody who's speaking at this studio, right? When your eyes were open and when you were sat in your seat, where was this thing? Put it where it was. Lift it up so people can see. So this is where it is now. Now move it to where it was. Still, still lift it up. Now put it down. The last time you had access to your eyes, it was here. While your eyes were closed, I moved it. In essence, I tampered with your, your unseen realm. This is why I said there's no such thing, quote and unquote, as the real spirit realm. Because what is unseen to you may be seen to someone else. So I rearranged your unseen realm because your eyes were closed and then directed you. Did you expect it to be here? Now, you, you probably had an idea where you were while you were walking, right? By the time you got to where you were, you kind of assumed that you were going to be walking into the space where I would be standing. You had no insight. I had tampered with your unseen realm and moved something into your path. Did it hurt any less? Did it feel any less painful because you couldn't see it? Did it disappear when you walked into it? So can you see that because it was unseen to you, it wasn't any less powerful. It didn't have any less validity in this room. It did not suddenly make way for you because you couldn't see it. You walked into it and I'm assuming it hurt a little bit, didn't it? That is exactly how the unseen realm acts on the average believer every single day. You can go sit down. Thank you, Tony. Because you can't see it doesn't make it any less real. It is unseen to you. It may be seen to someone else. An example was when Balaam was riding his donkey on his way to go collect an honorarium from Balak. And an angel of the Lord stood with a sword drawn and the Bible says God opened the donkey's eyes to see what was unseen to Balaam. And the donkey said, I you can beat me, you can hit me. It was only when Balaam was ready to kill the donkey. And God said it would be unfair for this beast to die unfairly. God then opened Balaam's eyes. And the angel said, if this donkey did not stop, I would have killed you. See, there's no such thing as an unexplained death. Have you heard somebody died unexplainedly? You heard that before? Say somebody just died. No, see, there's no such thing as an unexplained death. There are only deaths that you cannot explain. Are you hearing me? So, I want you to write this down. 
This is not an exhaustive list because I don't claim to have all knowledge. But in my study of the Bible, I have come across a few things that I believe make up the unseen realm. I want you to write personalities. In a sense, there are personalities. There are beings, sentient beings with a will. So my definition of a personality or a person, sorry, is a being with a will. A living thing that can make a decision independent from another living thing. So, my toes are not beings. They can feel, in a sense, you can do, they can sense in a different way from my hands. But they cannot make a different decision from my hands. So while they are an entity, they are not a person. So I mean a thing, a living thing that can make up its mind and pass a decision that it does not need another thing to decide for it. That is my definition crudely for tonight of a person. There are persons in the unseen realm. In essence, Tony, there are entities that you cannot see that are just as real as me who can make decisions and carry out actions in a dimension you cannot see. But those decisions and actions will have a very real effect on you and anybody else who falls within their jurisdiction. Number one person in the unseen realm, John chapter 4. God is spirit. The Bible says, no man has seen quote-unquote God at any time. And that's a problem, isn't it? And I thought, I wish I could give you the scriptures, but my, I don't have my, my screen today. No man has seen God at any time. So what did all the men in the Bible see? They saw a form of God. When Moses said, show me the real thing, God says, you die. So they saw a, a watered down image or representation of him. A theophany. But God, Yahweh, is the ultimate person in the unseen realm. We were praying this afternoon at 6.30 and I quoted a line from a song in my mother's language. Obataori. The king that we can't see. Aderisha Owohi means, but we can see the effects of your works. We can see what you do. Also, the Bible says, makes it very clear, Tony, that there are other beings in the unseen realm. Job chapter 1. And in the day where the sons of God gathered, the Satan gathered with them. Listen, the Bible says God, now first of all, that's the problem. God was there. There were sons of God there. Where were these sons of God? In the unseen realm. 
Tony, one person who gathered was called the Satan. Definite article. Remember I told you it's an office, not a person. It's like saying the prosecutor. Okay. And when he was asked, Tony, where are you coming from? This dude says, from walking, halaking, not flying, Tony. Not flying. From walking to and fro the earth. God asked him, while you were walking, did you come across Job? He said, yes, I passed Job. I looked close enough to see that there was a hedge. We'll get to the other things in the unseen realm because there are inanimate things in the unseen realm. I saw a hedge, he said. The question is, did Job see him? Ali Akabadi. The fact that Job did not see this guy did not make the guy any less valid in the earth. And when the guy began to legislate in heaven concerning Job's life, the fact that Job could not see him did not make his behavior any less destructive to Job. You will also notice, Tony, that when... Notice that God didn't do anything to Job. All God did was remove the restraining force which was also unseen around Job and tell the Satan he is now within your jurisdiction. This is why when David sinned against God and God asked him, choose, I can judge you with a plague, you can fall into the hands of your enemies, or you can fall into the hands of the Satan, quote and unquote. David said, God, I choose your hand because I know how you work. When you punish, there is an opening for mercy. You respect covenant. If I fall into that guy's hand, I'm toast. When the Satan began to afflict Job, were his activities visible? Yes. Was the wind that killed Job's children visible? Yes. Where the, listen, a wind came and took the house, a hurricane, and killed his children. Yay. Ah, we don't know what happened. The Bible says marauding foreigners came and dis- Sabians and stole and destroyed his crops and livestock. Ah, misfortune. Later on, he became sick. Oh, medical science. And grew boils. We saw the physical manifestations. The Bible makes it clear. See, the doctors would have given... Am I... See, ah. Tony, I have concluded that it is wicked to present yourself as a spiritual leader 
if you have no sense, if you cannot function in the unseen realm. People are suffering. People are dying. People are being afflicted. If any man or woman in our generation will present themselves as a leader in the kingdom, you better understand how this unseen realm works. Don't, 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 see, don't, don't medicate people on their road to destruction. A man's life fell apart and there was a physical explanation for everything. Hurricane killed his children. Sabians destroyed his business. Sickness racked his body. That was what we could see. But remember, the things that are seen are not made from things that appear. Why? Because an unseen personality was at work. Now on the good side, on the flip side, remember when Jesus was about to die and Peter took out his sword. Jesus said, Peter, relax. Jesus said, Peter, you, you, you don't know. Let me say this. You know, if, if Gerard, let, me, let me say this in Gerard's language's accent. Peter, you don't know. You don't know. Now, there are angels. He said, see, there are right now 12 legion, 12 times 3,000, 36,000 angels right now waiting for me to give the command. And they, will, they won't just cut off people's ears. They will slice their brains in two. And if you don't know what each angel can do, go ask the angel who smote 185,000 Assyrians in one night. One angel took out an army of 185,000 in one night. Hear me. The Bible didn't say he took them out in one go. Because see, this is how it works. Listen, listen, listen. What you and I call miracles, right? Real miracles are the work of God supernatural occurrences are the work of other entities in the unseen realm the angel literally had to go and chop each of them one by one now he's an angel so he has supernatural strength and supernatural speed it would take days for one person to kill 185 people at a go he maybe did it in five minutes but he in essence an unseen hand went from head to head that is quote and unquote a supernatural act it is not technically a miracle because if God, if Yahweh were to do it he would flick his finger and all 105 of them would die in one go but an unseen being of supernatural speed and power maybe he did it in 30 seconds but he went and when he was done the Bible didn't say they were dead he says he slew Someone that could not be seen went and slew 185,000 people. Did they see him? No. Did he stop them from dying? No. Remember Elijah? Elisha? When? 
Grandpa, see, this is what the Bible says. Faith is the evidence of things that cannot be seen. See, faith is not when you decide, I am going to believe God. No, that's not faith. That's hope. That's belief. It becomes faith when something has happened in the unseen realm. And it's taking time because time, listen, time is the conveyor belt between the unseen realm and the seen realm. Time is the factor in between something occurring in the spirit or the unseen realm and it being physically manifested in the scene. So faith is when you are able to perceive, Tony, that something has been settled in the unseen. And therefore you begin to behave. The evidence of your behavior in the seen realm, in the knowledge that it's been settled. That's why it pleases God. Because God says, aha, you know I have done it. Good boy. Elisha said to, I believe it was Gehazi at the time, if I'm not mistaken. But the Bible doesn't call his name, just says his servant. But we believe it may have been Gehazi at the time. He said, dude, relax. There are more of them for us. See, Tony, when you see a man who is cool under pressure, find out what that man can see that you can't. When you are attacking the man, when, you, when, when, you, when, when you've made up your mind at work that this person, we're going to frustrate his destiny, Tony, and the guy doesn't flinch. He doesn't even respond to your provocation. Be very careful with that kind of man. He may just be seeing something you cannot. Worse yet, he may be responding to you in a realm that is unseen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know what I'm saying. So Elijah finally got, Elisha got fed up of Gehazi squealing like a pig. I said, Lord, so that I can have peace. Lord, I'm trying to catch a nap. This guy's freaking out. Kindly open his eyes. And the servant looked around and he saw that what was surrounding them was itself surrounded by something else. Think about that. How would you chill if you saw a dog running at you, trying to bite you, and you could see there was a lion guarding you from the dog? Would you lose any sleep? Hey, come on. Come on, so listen, so listen, 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 listen. Hear me, 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 hear me. Hear me, generation. See, he's coming in November by God's grace. When you hear Theophilus say, Satan, do your worst, you might not want to sing that song. <laughs> because you may not have the backup he sees. Hmm. When you hear Elijah say, if I be a man of God... Let fire fall. Could he have seen the fire? Peradventure, he actually saw the fire available. And you say, if I'm a man of God, let fire fall. And then all that falls, the, the captains beat you and arrest you. <laughs> so what's the first thing that 
inhabits the unseen realm, unseen world. And notice, I like the word world, not realm, because it's the same world. It's just unseen. Someone say persons. Say persons. Okay. The second thing that inhabits the unseen realm are things. Now, what is a thing as different from a person? In my own definition, it simply is something that cannot exercise its own will. In the unseen world, there are no non-living things. Write that down. Everything is alive in the seen world, in the unseen world. Hear me. <laughs> the Bible says that countries, lands, swallow their inhabitants. Did you read that in your Bible? It says this land swallows its inhabitants. How can an inanimate object swallow people? Tony, Moses spoke to the ground and commanded it to swallow Dathan, Korah, and Abiram. And the ground said, yes, sir. Is that a non-living thing? The biology definition of a living thing is talking about animate life. Something can be inanimate and still alive. Joshua spoke to the sun and said, stand still. The sun said, yes, sir. Isaiah told it to go back 10 degrees. He said, yes, sir. The Bible says God speaks to the winds and oh, Jesus spoke to the wind, sorry. The Bible says, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the storms obey him. How can, an, how can a non-living thing obey? God tells the oceans this far and no further and they listen so these things are not non-living things they are simply not persons but they also you can have things that are not persons that inhabit the unseen realm scripture I'm glad you asked Job's hedge now the rule is a person can make his own decisions. A thing in the unseen world is subject to the instruction of another thing, of a person. In essence, the things don't decide by themselves what to do. They follow instructions. Are you with me? Job's head was there, protecting Job. God said, head disappear. The head said, bye, God. I'll see you later. Job, it's been good. I've served you all these years. It's been life protecting you from the Satan. But Job, as much as I love you, I really can't help you anymore because someone from the unseen world has given me an instruction. So Job, all the best. I'm sorry about your children in advance. Bye. Would you know, Tony, if your hedge was instructed to leave you? Would, would you know under what conditions your hedge could leave you. Let's go further. When Israel put the blood on the doorpost of their houses in the book of Exodus, and the Bible says the death angel was going from house to house, 
And every time it saw the blood, it didn't pass. You think it was literal red? <laughs> okay, let's go further. The sword the angel was holding to kill Balaam and his donkey. Was the sword a person? No. But it would have killed Balaam, right? If the angel applied it, it would have killed him. But he couldn't see it. Can we go further? New Testament. Tony, where is your shield of faith? Show it to me. Show me your shield of faith. Pick it up. Pick it up and give it to me. But the Bible said it exists. Where which you can quench fiery darts of the enemy. So it's real. Do you know how many darts it has quenched in the last few weeks? You don't. Where is your helmet of salvation, Tony? Did you, did you, did you shine it this morning? Did you polish it so it shines? No. Where is your belt of truth? These are real things, you know. They're more real than the thing you've, you bumped into. They're more real than these cameras around me. Their effect or lack thereof could be the difference between your life and death. But you can't see them. Can we, can, can, can we take this further? Can we, can, we, can, we, can we take this further? Anna Rava Shakativa Hadi. Uriane Sufrana Kimare Uria Tabranus Kapa Le Sumbre Kikata Le Koba. When Isaiah was in the presence of the Lord, the Bible says an angel took a coal and touched his lips. Where is that coal? When the Bible says creation is telling of the glory of the Lord and there is nowhere where their line has not gone. Tony, it is a literal line. You just can't see it. David then says, those lines of the heavens have fallen for me in pleasant places. Therefore, I have a good heritage. So Tony, the line fell for me pleasantly. Somebody was born in the same hospital on the same day I was born. That person may be dead today or in an asylum, lost their mind. Or living in squalor and poverty because a line fell for me in a pleasant place. In essence, the, what, what do lines do? They divide. So, if there, is, if there is something that could destroy my life here, and the line... So, okay, so Tony, come, come, come. I, I need to help people with this. So, let's assume that you are the spirit of death. You are not in Jesus' name. I sanctify your mind and your life. But let's assume you're the spirit of death. And you're here and I'm here. Let's assume that this is the line. If the line falls here, is it pleasant for me? Why? Because you can't cross it. If the line falls here, game over. 
I will die because a line from the unseen world of the heavens fell in an unpleasant place. Thank you. Things. There are things in the unseen realm, unseen world. And they are not, the same way the fact that you couldn't see this thing didn't make it hurt you any less. Okay. The third type of component of the unseen world, Tony, are principles. Or oh, hear me, laws. Someone say laws. Can you see where this is going? You see, you see why I'm doing this after soul, after soul and flesh? Because we're going back to Romans 8. And the Bible says that with my flesh, I serve the law of death. When it says there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Because I'm, oh, I, well, let me jump to number four. Another component of the unseen world, Tony, are places. Let me come back to things, also to, to, to principles. I'll leave principles till last. Maybe I'll talk about them tomorrow because it's almost time. You get the keys. But there are places in the unseen realm, unseen world. Yes, sir. The Bible says we are seated where, Tony? In Christ. Where is in Christ? It's a place. Please show me the place. Tony, I would like a visa to visit the geography on the earth of in Christ. It doesn't exist in the seen world. But it is... Yeah. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Where is the right hand of God? It's a place. But it's in the unseen realm. Unseen world. To be in the flesh is a place. And I'm not even talking about concrete places because there are concrete places and in concrete places in the unseen world hell is a concrete place in essence when the time comes there will be a physical location called hell you will be either you will be able to say this is it and this is not it but they are in concrete places in essence they are places of reality but they are still just in essence what makes a place conditions someone say conditions the difference between here, Tony, and there is that there are different conditions here than there. Say coordinates. It means in reference, in essence, I am closer to these TV screens than you are. Does that make sense? And there are other factors as well. Like gravity actually is acting very slightly differently there than here. It's just almost insignificant. But if you go to the North Pole and you measure gravity and you come to the equator and you measure gravity, the distance will tell you the distance is big enough for the, for the force to be significantly different. But from here to there, it is slightly different because we're slightly, ever so minuscule different in our distance from the center of the earth. There are places in the spirit Naomi, oh, oh, it was a miracle. Miracle is on a roll this week. The name of the Lord, Tony, is a place. It, you, you can enter God's name and you're safe. Come out and you're in trouble. It's unseen. 
but it's no less significant. Mm -hmm. Can you now see why Paul says in Ephesians, oh, and I, for, I forgot number four, and there are more, I'm just rushing because of time, number four, um, laws, rules. The same way there are physical laws, gravity is a physical law, thermodynamics is a physical law, there are laws of physical motion, but the Bible says the things of the seen world simply help you understand. So Tony, what is the unseen counterpart of gravity? There is a law in the spirit that gravity gives you an understanding. Of. I'll give you an example. We understand the anointing partially because we understand electricity and heat. Electricity and heat both flow from a higher potential source to a low. In essence, if you create a difference in electrical potential or in thermal potential, electricity or heat will flow. The same way, if there is a difference in spiritual potential, the anointing will flow. The lesser, the Bible says, Hebrews, is of, the Bible says there is no, con, there's no contest to this principle. In essence, a law. When the Bible says there's no controversy, it means it's a law. That the lesser must always be blessed by the greater. In essence, if spiritual energy will flow, it must flow, there must be a spiritual difference. So, what are the laws of the Spirit? I'll give you an example. The Bible says, seed time and harvest time. Tony, it's a law. And then the Bible then says, if you cannot understand the way a baby is formed in the mother, it doesn't make it any less of a print of a reality. Tony, you don't see your seed grow in the spirit. You just bump into the harvest. If you sowed money, you bump into money. If you sowed honor, you bump into honor. If you sowed strife you bump into strife if you sow wickedness you bump into wickedness but you don't see it it doesn't make it any less of a law the law of the spirit of life in christ so you see now how a law and a place you can you, a law a place and a person you see how they interact there is a person in the spirit you can't see called christ not jesus christ jesus right there is a law called the law of the spirit of life in a place meaning ish. and that law Tony is the reason why you're going to heaven but for the interaction of that person that place and that law you would end up in hell have you seen any of them no but you're banking your entire Tony your your your, your future your eternal you 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 have peace that if Christ returned today you're ending up somewhere completely based did you see the blood when he cleansed you did you see the holy ghost when he fell on you for the vast majority of us no but you can be assured that your life will amount to something why because the things that are unseen are eternal and the things we see are made from things that do appear So do you now see why in Ephesians 1, Paul says that, see, Paul's, ah, 
The Bible is full of what I call the great apostolic prayers. But my favorite is Ephesians chapter 1. That the eyes of what? Your understanding. What? How? There is a spirit in man. Take the keys up. And the breath of the almighty gives him. So there is a place where the interaction of the spirit of God with your human spirit takes away the veil. And things that are unseen to other people can now be comprehended by you. And listen, I told you the word seen there doesn't just mean physical sight. It simply means now you can interact with it. So when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, Tony, you can pick up that shield of faith. You may not be able to see it physically. You may not be able to hand it over to me, but you know how to engage it. You can also see, you may, like I saw yesterday morning, you may not see a literal arrow flying in the air. And listen, I've seen them. Hear me. I don't want to mention their names because I haven't checked with them. But there are people, see, there, there, was a, there, was a, there was a leader in kingdom culture who years ago I called in the morning. In the morning I called him. I told you, see, this, this business called spiritual leadership, leave it for people who are ready to pay a price. It is wickedness to collect people's offerings, tithes, sit them in your church, control them, let them carry your bags, open your car doors, take your children to school and have nothing to offer in the unseen realm for them. I said, son, daughter, I saw an arrow shot at your house. That evening, the wife collapsed with a blood clot on my doorstep. They were coming to see me. She collapsed on my doorstep, Tony. Thank God he showed me the arrow. So we got to the hospital, Tony. I am not a medical doctor. I told the doctor what to diagnose. He was arguing with me. I said, this is what it is. I saw it. Five, ten minutes later, he came back and said, oh, actually, yes. We need to run a test. Oh, yes. There's a blood clot. Tony, because... It was an unseen thing. But it had no less of an effect. It would have killed her if we had not picked up the shield of faith. So while she was in the hospital, I said, Lord, see, it cannot be said that she died on my doorstep. And as I said, if you wanted to kill her, you, not, God forbid, but not, not at my doorstep. Mm, no. No. Miss Deborah, we explained it all the way. So in the unseen world, I saw Kadesh before I met his mother. I saw him. Before I met his mother. Actually, that's not true. I met her. But before we started dating, I saw my son. In the unseen world. Because the unseen world is eternal. There's no tomorrow or yesterday in the unseen world. Kadesh existed before his mom and I started dating. And I saw him at birth, I saw him at five, I saw him at about 12. So I've seen the, 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 the zero and five checked out, 12 is coming. I saw him at 15, at about 20 something and at 30. Tony, and at 15, hear me, at 15, he had written his first song. How 
does a boy that cannot speak write a song? So when the doctors told me, your son, you know, autism, I said, you people are your own. I, I almost said your own son, not my own. Because I had seen it. When the doctors were telling us we might have had another miscarriage, what they didn't know was that night, the night before, I walked into a forest of blood in the unseen realm and I saw my son trapped in a forest of blood, crying in pain. And I picked him up, freed him from that trap and I walked out of the forest. I did not need a doctor to tell me 24 hours later that the pregnancy was going to be viable. I had seen it. But you don't only see by visions. You can possess the, the, the eyes. So your understanding itself is an eye. How? By the inspiration of the Spirit of God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not sarks. So Christian... This is why we have spent the first 14 days teaching you about what it means that God is a spirit and how you must connect. Hear me, Tony. This is why the Bible says the carnal man. That word carnal man there is the same word sarks for flesh. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. It's the same word we looked at yesterday. In essence, if your soul has not been enlightened by the by the breath of the spirit take the keys down just a little bit then you are unfruitful in the spirit world but somebody asked me or the unseen one somebody said but what about which doctors hear me they've been tricked the same way God's spirit uses our spirit to govern our soul the witch doctor is not Listen, hear me, hear me. The witch doctor is not interacting with the real spirit world. He's in a simulation controlled by a demon. He has contracted, in a sense, the job the human spirit should play in governing the soul under God's authority. That human spirit's job has been usurped by a demon. He can, that's why... There are things, see, witch doctors will tell you there are things they can't do. Are you guys listening to me? True? They'll tell you this one is beyond us. Why? Because the demon governing my soul in my occult practices will not allow me or is not empowered to allow me access to that source code. That's why it is a dangerous thing for a Christian to walk in the flesh. Because you are locked out of this unseen world in the flesh. You're locked out. You are at the mercy of the forces you cannot see. And that's why I said if you're not going to serve God properly, find some witch doctor. Find, you know why? At least let that demon filter some of it in your direction. For a while, the demon will assist you. Without your, without it, it will, it will show you a simulation while it is really doing something initially on your behalf. And then when it comes to collect the bill, you will realize <laughs> that you are worse off than when you first started. That's what happened to Adam, to Adam, Tony. 
when he fell, he was locked out. That's what it means when we say your spirit dies. It doesn't mean the spirit ceases to exist, but your spirit is now in, unable to interact with the unseen world. So you live your life at the mercy of the persons, the things, the laws, and the places that are more real than the ones you can touch. Tony, that's why I will never, as long as God gives me grace, Tony, you will never hear by God's grace, not because I'm special, but because I am holding on to the horns of grace. Tony, you will never read in a newspaper that your apostle was caught in bed with a woman he was not married to. Mm -mm. It's not because I'm such, I'm such a disciplined person, hear me. It's because I am too aware Kainama. Those demons are, Tony, they are waiting. <laughs> they are licking their chops at the. <laughs> so every day when you hear me wail and say, God, grace, have mercy on me, it's not because I sinned. This is pre grace. It is, I cannot. Tony, I cannot. So. When I saw that revelation yesterday morning, I said, ah, I said, Satan, you've messed up. I said, if this is your plan, I said, if this is your plan, there's war. He said, yeah, but what, uh, uh, you didn't see that your family died. You didn't see you were in an accident, Tony. You know what that would mean? It would mean that like you bumped into this thing, I would suddenly start bumping into things I cannot, I can't discern. I have no authority over anymore. I'll be locked into a powerless dimension where things will just be happening to me like a normal human being when I'm on Satan's hit list. Ah, no. Mm -mm. See, that's worse than a car accident. Because when he, Tony, if, if a trailer is about to hit me, if God gives me grace and insight, in the second before the impact, I know what to press in the unseen realm. You will see the car was written off. And I will walk out scot-free. There will not be a scratch on my body. Why? Because I would be in right standing. The unseen world would be conspired because of the blessing. To so, this, the, the trailer is seen. There are hands that will push it. So the trailer will be crumpled. The car may be crumpled, but I am fine. In essence, the trailer and the car didn't hit each other with me inside. They hit each other with unseen buffers. You may not see them. I may not see them, but they are there. But that plan of Satan would mean I would have no access to the unknown. No, sir. Tony, that's why I learned eventually. Tony, the first day God opened my eyes to see what happened in my home when my wife and I, we're not a physical fight, but we had a real, it was, year, it was about years ago. So we had a, I said, I'm, I, 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 I told you guys the story before. I'm not proud of it. I was stupid. I was dumb. Men, if you do this, I will disown you. I was an idiot. God slapped me. I said, I said, I said I'm done. I said, I'm gone. I'm, 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 fed, I'm fed up. I can't do this anymore. And as I walked out of the house, God said, go to your office. I said, no. I said, God, I'm going to drive down the M1. I'm going to find a hotel somewhere. I'm going to live my life without this stress. And then God opened my eyes. Tony, I went to my office. I came back the next day. My wife would have been shocked. Because I, I, I said, you mean that is what happens when there's disunity in my home? 
Oh no. You, you will learn to apologize for things you didn't do. <laughs> Men, hear me, hear me, hear me. When you understand what strife does in your home and that God will hold you as the man accountable, unless the only way you will hold your ground is if you can look God in the eye and say, God, the thing I am fighting about is a principle of your word. In essence, if your wife wants to dress, your, your, your wife wants to put your, your son in a drag costume or reassign the gender of your daughter, oh, you will fight. You, you will throw down. But if it's about who put the plate in the sink and what color the bedroom is painted, when you know you will be responsible for the havoc that God opens your eyes to see happening in your home, how the ladder that leads between heaven and earth will be truncated and another ladder will occur between you and hell, you wonder how people who are raised in godly homes end up with horrible life errors and mistakes. Tony, you will say sorry, please, and thank you. Listen, and if you're a wise wife, you too will say sorry for things you didn't do for the sake of peace. That's what the Bible says. Follow peace with all men as much as lies within you. It then goes on to say, and holiness without which no man shall see God. Two of them are required to see God. We got the, the verse wrong. It's not follow peace with all men and then follow holiness because without holiness you can't. No. You must have peace with all men to the maximum of your... God needs to say, if there's an issue between you and someone, it's not your fault. You've done your best. Plus holiness, then you get to see God. Oh, Miss Deborah, you get it. We have bastardized the Bible with intellectualization because a generation has risen that does not understand the unseen world. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Can we, can we put this in practice tonight? Shali Abakati. In essence, Tony, when you come to me and you say, Rev, I'm ill, I'm sick, right? The answer is not only Panadol. Mm. I left this place on Thursday night last week, right? Pad said, you need to take a break. I said, okay. Well, indeed, I said no. Then God said, listen to your wife. And he gave me a word. I said, prove to me that it's true. You know, you know, you know why I didn't want to stop, Tony? Because I know that the anointing is a protection from illness. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that if I took a break from the pulpit, there would be a temporary removal of something. And I was worried that Satan would take advantage of that to stretch out the illness. So God said to me, he spoke to me from the book of Zechariah. He says, your hands began this work. It will finish it. And as he said to me, you started these 40 days, right? You don't worry. You will be able to finish them. And Padge told me, take three days of rest. And I said, God, can we strike a deal? Tony, how many days did I miss? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was back on Monday, right? How many days? Three. Do you know what happened in between the three? On Sunday, a being walked into my room. An entity said, let's talk. In essence, Tony, the entirety of the sickness. I, didn't, I never had a fever. 
I was never coughing phlegm. Well, you could argue maybe because I took some, I took some antihistamines, but still, right? But I could, it felt like COVID, but it wasn't COVID. I, I, I was lying in bed for days and waves of affliction were washing over me. And when they would wash over me, I would feel my life slipping away. I'd feel myself vacillating between being alive, between the, between the world of the living and the world of the non-living. And then on Sunday, or was it Saturday? I think it was Sunday. I had enough. I said, if I die, I die. So I got off my bed and I knelt down. And before the last two days, I was praying while lying down. Ramashakapa. Tony, I began to... I began to... Like, if I... My body was saying, you can't handle this, you pastor. I said, let me die here. Tony, five minutes into hitting a note in the spirit, somebody entered my room. In essence, what was manifesting as an illness was a presence. And if you remember, I told you on Thursday before we started that I had a vision before. I saw that presence. God opened my eyes while I was walking around the room and I saw a set of eyes. It, I told you, looked like Domamu. Huge eyes, one eyeball, probably the size of this room. And it was looking at me and us. God said to me, something, you now have its attention. I wrote in my journal and I showed my wife. I said, God told me that I will be visited soon by an entity to negotiate. And it came. It came on Sunday. It said, let's talk. He said, you know that ministry you've been doing with Kingdom Culture since, two th since 2009? He says, yeah, we've kind of, you know, we've been attacking you. We were afraid, but... He said, this line, what line? The line I'm going on now. Oh, I forgot to mention that after that interaction, I had another vision. The Lord brought out a trumpet, looked at it, cleaned it, called three names. I won't mention their names. One of them, I don't even know who this guy is. The first name was a name I don't know. If you know any preacher in the world by the name Konua or Okonua or something, Okonua, whatever, please let me know because I've searched. I haven't found him, but I know what I heard. He said, this person was number one. This person was number two. This person was number three. He says, you're number four. Here's the trumpet. I want you to blow. He said, this one, whatever. This one, I'm a bit upset with. This other one, Satan's about to attack him here. You, yours is coming soon. Go. The thing showed up and said, you see that trumpet? See, you can't blow it though. <laughs> Tony, it said, Tony, the being said, I will personally, do you, know, do you know what kind of being can tell you, I will see to it that your ministry explodes? He said, don't worry. He said, you and kingdom culture will explode money and i it showed me tony huge money stadiums full rubbing shoulders with the most powerful people on the planet and he said if you he said he said tony he said you can do anything else he said everything you've been doing up until this last season what last season the last two and a half years said this one is different said all those other ones you've been doing go back we won't trouble you again that's why when i came to the day and i jokingly, i jokingly said that if satan if satan knew better he would have allowed me when i was building a church or a network of churches he would have left me alone but now i'm not interested in the church anymore it was that encounter i was talking about you called it an illness i knew what it was 
but God had told me a few days before. I wrote it down. He says, when they come, don't leave a hoof behind. So I began to scream. Pat was like, well, I'm, sure, I'm guessing because she was in the bathroom. I began to scream. This guy is supposed to be ill. I began to scream. And I told it, not one, get away. Two, I will do it. Three, I will blow it. Four, if it costs my life. Blah, 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 blah. And then it left me. Listen, for a season. I told Padge on Sunday morning, I said, I'll be back on the pulpit tomorrow. She looked at me like, you're crazy. I said, you don't understand. I just settled the illness. I was still sick. My body was still weak. I said, I'll be back tomorrow. I woke up on Monday morning. My muscles were aching and sore. I was out of breath because I'd been in bed for, for a whole day. But the sickness, Tony, was gone. Because it was an entity from the unseen world. Any re see, your poverty, your pain, your addiction, your frustration, your anger, your marital problems, your children's issues, all these things that are seen are not created from things that are seen. The church needs to redevelop the technological art of pushing buttons in the unseen under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, not by your own carnality. When you see a physical situation, go and talk to God and say, can you give me, there's a spirit in me, give me understanding. Let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened that I may know the hope of my calling, the riches of your inheritance in me, and the exceeding greatness. Somebody, let's pray for two minutes. Open your mouth and say, God, take me behind the veil concerning every circumstance of my life in this season. Pray. Take me behind the veil. Gideon saw himself as one man. The camp of the Midianites saw the unseen world. They saw him as a sword and a loaf of bread. Ah! Aina! That a man can be a sword and the bread of life. Elisha saw Elijah and said, My father, you are. In the unseen world, you're not a human being. You're a chariot and horses and one man was the the man was the ministry of defense somebody pray pray say lord open my eyes in this season open the eyes of my understanding this is not restricted to just visions insight understanding how the spirit realm works what principle to push what place to visit in the spirit? What theme to engage? What person to interact with in the spirit? Larume Katipala. Father, I speak tonight as an emissary of Zion. And I address every component, persons, themes, laws, principles, and places that is interacting now 
with any life under the sound of my voice or within my spheres of jurisdiction and or concern. One, I declare that you make yourself known. And Lord, that humbly, I humbly ask that that includes you and your persons, things, rules and places. That you grant us understanding but also that the persons, things, places and rules of the, of the demonic realm are also exposed. Your word says, in vain is the snare laid in the sight of the fowl. In essence, no bird falls into a trap that is set before its eyes. Open our eyes, Lord. Secondly, Lord, help us to walk in the spirit. Give us understanding and grace to function within the parameters that you call in the spirit that we may have authority and stature with the unseen give us power with the immortals power with the unseen and finally Lord let every work of affliction let every work of affliction that brings pain, sickness, demonic attack, broken homes, damaged lives. Let it end in this season as you open our eyes and give us grace. Father, anoint us, not just for ourselves. Raise an army, raise a company of prophets, raise a tribe of warriors who understand this unseen world. And turn us loose on a generation. Turn us loose on a generation. That we can bring the salve of your kingdom to bear. We give you thanks. And praise. We give you thanks. And praise in the name of Jesus. Hear me by the Spirit, everybody, before we go tonight. Now that we have gone through this, now I can begin to share some of the things with you that I say I can't, and I just give you the tidbit. The Spirit of Britannia looks like a dragon, at least as I saw it. And it has been wounded in this season. It is thrashing about in pain and agony. Like any dragon thrashing around, its wings, its tails are smashing things and fire is exuding from its mouth. Pray for our nation. The beast of the Niger, I don't even know how to describe that one, is next. You're about to see, see, anyway, I'm tired of talking about, you make up your mind whether or not this prophet hears God. Similar contractions to what we see in the United Kingdom about to show up in the nation of Nigeria if prayer is not heeded. And the Bible says we must pray for the peace of the land in which we dwell. So one of the principles, listen, of the unseen Bible says 
pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you shall prosper, quote-unquote, those who care about her. So Tony, one of the principles why people don't succeed is that they don't care about the well-being. It's a law of the unseen world. You cannot long-term prosper and succeed in a nation that you have no concern for. It doesn't work. So even if you understand how to use these principles for yourself, if you're oblivious to what's going on around you in the wider space in which you live, then you are, you are fighting. Anyway, God give you understanding and me too. Pray for the United Kingdom and pray for Nigeria. The worst is not behind us. The occupant of 10 Downing Street, and I knew she was going. I guess there's just some things you don't. That's why I, remember I told you yesterday, I said, morning, I was in prayer all day. All day, I told you, right? Troublesome things. That's not the end of the problem. The person in the physical chair, the seen chair can change. If the occupant of the unseen chair does not change, we're in trouble. And hear me, the closest metaphor for the occupant of the unseen chair is not Downing Street. It's Buckingham Palace. The Lord give us all understanding. Hmm. If you haven't registered for the summit, do so right now. If you can, even if you have plans, cancel them. See, I told you these 40 days are just a, pre, a prelude to the summit. Come to the full buffet. Take a week off to secure your destiny. You know I don't talk like this normally. Please, I, pl I plead with you. If you're coming and you can spare time, to, if you want to be a part of what creates the atmosphere and the glory of God so you can be the first partaker of the fruit, we're recruiting volunteers for every single department for the summit. We need more hands than initially we might have thought. Please click on the Google form at the bottom of this video right now. Also, and I want to make a special appeal as we go tonight. We run an orphanage in the city or the, 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 the county of Kisi uh, in Kenya. We look after 30 children, food, board, clothes, education, medical bills. This is one of the unseen principles of the spirit realm, of the unseen world, sorry. Right? So the Bible says, he that gives to the poor lends to God and he shall repay. You don't see it, but it's real. Every time you help somebody, that's why every opportunity I have to help somebody less privileged than me, within reason, because not every fight is my fight, but I do my best because I'm banking with God and God's interest rates don't change. It also says he that covers his ears the cry of the poor, Tony. He says he himself shall cry and not be heard. We started the orphanage in a season in which God rebuked us about, keys down, about spending far too much money on buildings and, and rent and 
and meeting space and too little changing people's lives practically. It's one of the things we got involved in as a result of that rebuke. Now, um, we need to raise urgently, and I know it sounds like a little amount of money, uh, but rather than dip into some other things, I felt led, uh, Pastor Tilson, who runs the orphanage, called me tonight or messaged me yesterday evening and today as well. And um, there is a pot of money that we could touch, but it's for something else. As I announced, as I said recently, right now our summit budget is, whew, this is for something else in another part of the world. I'll leave the keys on, just lower it. And when I consulted with my spirit as to what to do, do we use that money? Um, my gut feeling was no. To bring a special appeal to the house. Now, what they need instantly, meaning tomorrow, is 500 pounds. But in the near term, they're going to need, in, by my calculation over the next month or so, about 1,500 pounds. I believe that money sat down in someone's pocket right now. As usual, my family and I are going to lead from the front. We've already, uh, we already give regularly, but we're going to be a part of that. But I want to ask if you're listening right now and you want to be a part of looking after 30 children, this 500 pound money is the entire school fees installment. So if they don't get it paid by this week, um, they may be sent home on Monday morning. Now, we wouldn't allow that happen. We'll pay it one way or the other. But I want to ask you to be a part of that. And if you want to do that, this is one of the ways you can partner with us, one of the things you can give regularly to. The details are on your screen. Please re refer to it, reference it as Kenya Orphanage. Every penny will go there. Kenya Orphanage. Uh, our admin people are very fastidious with money being used for what it's supposed to be used for. And I would have it no other way. And if you currently are a regular giver to the orphanage, please also write into Kingdom Builders at kculture.org so we can add you to our partners database so when we begin those projects God spoke to us about, you can be a part of it as well. But if you haven't already and you want to consider, my understanding is it takes about £60 a month. This was before the last uh, wave of inflation around the world, about 60 to £70 a month. Uh, per child, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere like that, if you wanted to adopt a child. But even if all you can afford is five pounds, 10 pounds, whatever it is, but you want to regularly commit to being a part of transforming the life of a child, um, then please let us know. Uh, Chrissy, the address, Kingdom Builders at kculture.org, uh, and begin your banking with God, lend to God and watch him repay. Make sure that as the Bible says, this is the unseen realities, that when you two cry in need, that heaven will answer you. Love you guys, bless you. See you tomorrow at 7 p.m. We're going to continue tomorrow with the unseen world part two. Send this video from tonight to everybody you know and tell them whatever they're doing tomorrow, if they can afford to, to make sure that they are at the feet of the Lord as we dive into the word of the Lord. Love you guys. Take care. Bless you. Bye-bye.